You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the To and Out CFL Podcast. He's got it! Oh, baby! Every week, Travis Kura. That's Grey Cup B, which is a different person. And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Oh, nearly intercepted, it is! And it's over! Ready, set, hunt! And we are part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. My name's Travis Curra. We got a fun episode today. Five years CFL vet Justin Renfro is on the show, most recently with the Edmonton Elks. He's also the host of What's Cooking JR, featuring all these great local restaurants and all the good eats you can handle. You can check it out on his YouTube channel, Instagram page as well. Oh, I'm already hungry. It's perfect for a post-Thanksgiving episode. I hope you got your stretchy pants on. I hope you got a nice warm soft place to nap from all that turkey over the weekend we're gonna we're all gonna be hungry right away here this episode of tune out brought to you by alberta blue cross and alberta blue cross understands that running a small business is tough and they understand that business owners in alberta are busy so let alberta blue cross give you peace of mind with a group benefit plan they offer health dental life and disability coverage for your employees alberta blue cross group benefit plans are easy to manage anywhere and anytime and on any device making it easy for you and your employees to access to learn more and explore your options head to ab.bluecross.ca let's get to my conversation with justin renfro And uh, joining the show right now is, hey, five-year veteran of the CFL, member of the 2018 Grey Cup team with the Calgary Stampeders, Justin Renfro. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Now, you spent the past year or so in Edmonton, and I guess the time with the Elks coming to an end last month, you're still there, still gas in the tank. I do have to ask at least one football question, or what's the status of that? Um, yeah, I actually, I just went back to training, uh, recently at EATS, Elite Athlete, uh, Training Systems, you know, uh, really, I, I followed the cooking stuff strong and having an injury last year. I, uh, definitely wasn't prepared for this season and didn't train properly. So, you know, uh, just gonna do that and, uh, let the cards fall how they may and, you know, just enjoy my time in Edmonton. Well, and, uh. I mean, the place is called Eats, and uh, th- that's kind of why I wanted you on the show. you got the new YouTube uh, series. You've got all that great Instagram content. The username yeah. on Zoom is What's Cooking JR. Where yeah. did this passion for food really come from? So, I mean, the passion for food's always been there, but uh, I think uh, it kind of got highlighted, or I, I got... I got shown that this could be something when I was on the Seahawks uh, coming off of the, uh, we, you know, we went to the Super Bowl, uh, lost in that game, but coming back the next year in the off season and OTAs, you know, the Snyder family has a benefit dinner. And usually the, the draw is the players are your waiters and we all wait on these donors who pay thousands for these tickets. Well, everybody on the team, you know, same way I'm doing here, 
I've been cooking for guys. A lot of us, you know, 10 of us all lived in the same building with the community barbecue. So people would just bring food down and kind of uh, throw in and I would cook up for everybody. And so when we were at this restaurant, everybody's like, oh, don't have them cook the steaks. Renfro's got to cook the steaks. Oh. <laughs> and so I ended up at this dinner. I ended up cooking 100 steaks for this benefit dinner. And, uh, you know, people were like, oh, man, you should do this other places. And so COVID hit. I mean, I was signed to Edmonton. I had actually been in the, I had been in Edmonton the two weeks prior to COVID hitting. Oh, wow. I was here and I was like checked into the facility, moved some boxes into the locker, was preparing to train at Eats that year. And then, uh, you know, uh, everybody knows what happened with COVID. So, uh, but during that time, I had plenty of plenty of free time. I was at home uh, where I know a lot of people and, you know, a lot of people needed help with their small businesses getting to the next level during COVID in a transitional period, uh, transitioning, you know, to, to basically fully take out, you know, some places in my area did the outdoor thing, but that was tough in the wintertime, you know. Yeah, no Philly, doubt. <laughs> Philly, still, Philly still gets cold. You don't want to be outside in Philly in October, November, December eating as well. So, uh, you know, it was a way to kind of help a couple friends. Uh, my boy Vinny and his family, they've let me use their kitchen countless times, even after filming the show, kind of to do content while home and help me build this while in the Philadelphia area. But yeah, just uh, filming with people I knew, Pines Tavern as well back home. They gave me a, a opportunity in their kitchen and then places across the country. You know, my third episode was with the Michelin star chef in San Francisco. That's so, cool. Uh, you know, doing that, then did the top oyster house, New Orleans, and then football season picked back up last year, you know, and it was tough with COVID going on, but yeah. I really had a passion for it. And, you know, the CFL keeps talking about uh, when we were doing these bargaining agreements and stuff, they're like, they need us as players to kind of bring fans and draw fans. And I was mm. like, doing my show and bringing different guys as guests. I've even caught up with some guys in the off season in their respective cities. And, you know, that's, that's where I have the dream of this going, you know, kind of being a TSN or a CFL, uh, you know, CFL online content thing where I travel around and still catching up with a lot of guys I've played with. Like if you look across the league now, Toronto was basically all the guys I played yeah. with. 18 Montreal is most of the Edmonton guys I've been against Ottawa you got the trickle of BC and Calgary guys I've played with so I know guys across the league and I think it it could be something you know to engage fans you know everybody likes to eat and uh you know it's and we're I have been finding some good food, you know, even showing guys who are new to Canada too. That's a that's another thing why I try to bring my teammates over there. You know, try to get, you know, everybody doesn't get to get out. Everybody doesn't have cars. You know, I pick guys up, take them to a spot they've probably never been to, or just getting them a solid meal that's not takeout on Uber Eats. Yeah. And so uh you know, it's been it's been able to be a, something that's done all those things. Uh, 
and being able to interact with the community and the local businesses and the local fans in there. You know, I think it's, it's funny, pretty much, uh, most of the times I'm going out here, you know, we got Edmonton fans, but I got a 2018 Grey Cup ring with Calgary <laughs> and different things like that. And almost everywhere you go, somebody tells me they're a Saskatchewan fan as well. So it's it's always fun, but you know, everybody's embracing kind of the bond over food, and that and that's something that has kind of stuck with me since college. Uh, you know, always cooking for different guys. Just the, the the way you show the easiest way to show you care about somebody, giving them a solid meal on a date. And so, you know, just trying to build on that and continue to build on that with this show. You know, yeah, I was gonna ask like at a at a deeper level, like what does food mean to you? And it, it sounds kind of cheesy, but I, I I truly feel it's the best way to show that you do care about somebody. Like if my mom's having a birthday and, and I put time in to bake and decorate a cake, yeah. man, that, and to see that she enjoys it, it means I think just as much to me that she loved it that that. Yeah to her that I made it. So, I mean, uh, is this something that you grew up with, you know, uh, big family uh, dinners and things like yeah, that? Yeah, definitely. Uh, my grandma's house, uh, when I was really young, you know, that would be something my parents would drop me off there on Saturdays and she would cook up a storm while they got, got to go out for a little bit. And so, you know, I wasn't necessary, and you know, you didn't, you don't realize you're learning, but you know, yeah, every, every Saturday, every Saturday for six years, you're in the kitchen next to somebody as they're making you different food that becomes some of your favorite foods. You pick up on stuff, you learn techniques, you you learn that way to do it, and so same thing when I'm traveling to these different restaurants, you know everybody's got a new technique. Everybody's got a new flair to teach me, you know, new tricks, you know, make me look fancy on camera. <laughs> so it's always, it's always fun. I still find it tough to learn from grandmas though, because you ask them a recipe and it's like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, no, I just put, just yeah. put some of it in there. Yeah, yeah. How am I supposed to replicate that? <laughs> well, what's some of it? You know, turn it a little bit. And I guess that's when the uh, the main ingredient is love, right? That's what grandma will will always tell you. How honest are I feel like bringing food into a football locker room that's probably the perfect place uh to bring some new creations. But are guys pretty honest? I tell you what, if I make a dish for my wife, she's extremely honest. If it's not good, she tells me, and if it is good, She's still pretty tough to tell me. So. I'll be honest. I don't. I haven't brought any any dish that I didn't have super confidence in. Nice. I don't even bring into the locker room. <laughs> I did. Uh, I mean, you saw. I, I brought a couple dishes out to that the brisket pick. grilled cheese, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I brought a couple things out. So you know, I I'm I, I'm lucky enough to say right now I'm. I'm batting a hundred. I have been, I have been nervous. You know, sometimes I just, I don't know. Every time I cook, I'm just like, oh, but if it's not good enough, and then I like 
I like, oh man, this is oh, this is good. Okay, this is good. Like good. I actually feel it's like putting yourself out there like a like a musician. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you think the song's good, but as soon as somebody else hears it, oh boy. <laughs> and that's the, and that no, that's how I especially feel when I like for me, I don't try to make content of oh grilled chicken and broccoli. You know, I'm making these stuffed chickens and yeah. definitely get nervous about that, making some of these complex dishes. Like tomorrow I'm doing a stuffed baked potato with beef brisket. Ooh. And so, you know, it's a com- combining a lot of bad things, but it's <laughs> good. You know? so. so how would you describe the food scene in Canada? Maybe even particularly Alberta. I know Alberta's very proud of their beef, but I, I'm not sure how I would describe Canada's food identity. You know, even the states, you know, you got Cajun, you got Southern, you got all this sorts of things, but what Canada's about... Canada's like it's its own unique, I would say, uh, yeah. it's a traditional, it's traditional, but healthy. Always a lot of, lot of clean ingredients, a lot of fresh ingredients, and people are taking, t- people are taking pride in the product they're putting out. And I see the farm to table thing is yeah, huge uh, right now. Yeah. yeah. So I just did a shout out to Mel, uh, Dark Side of the Grill. Yeah. Uh, my opinion. And I mean, so it was my opinion for the two weeks that this episode's been out that he was the best in Canada. But he just went this past weekend to the Kansas City Barbecue Ooh. and finished top 14 in the world. So he is the best in Canada barbecue and he really farm the table is something I, we hang, we don't even film episodes every time we hang out. We just right hang and sometimes and eat. And, you know, he really showed me that, uh, you know, uh, he brought me out to an event with uh, save on foods and red deer. We were with, we were with the lady who raised the, the steaks that we were, you know, who raised the cattle that these steaks were. And so that is the cool part of being in Alberta. You can go farm the table. I think that that was one thing I was going to say to you. That's what I think would be unique to this region, though. Because, you know, you just can't do that because there's no farm in Toronto like that. Right, right, right. You know, a big city. But Alberta, there's ton of beef. And I've also been surprised uh, – you know, there are the, you can find good oysters and seafood here. Black Pearl Seafood's doing a great job in Edmonton. Uh, you know, I did an episode, Mike Moore, Kwaku Botang came with me and we, uh, we, uh, had oysters, lobster, scallops, everything. And this guy brings them in on FedEx. He oh, FedEx- wow. He FedEx the seafood in. So you if you go there, your seafood's only been in Edmonton for two days or less, and it's out of the water probably three days or less. Wow. And so that's like that's top quality. So seeing things like that and then the barbecue scene, because like you said, the the um this being Alberta and having the beef, the barbecue scene and the amount of people just every you know he might not be a restaurant. He might not have a restaurant. He barbecues at home and just, yeah. but there's like, there are people, everyday people in Edmonton throwing down some food. And so 
you know, I I thought it's a good way to connect with different people in a city that I, a new city I'm in. And then also it's uh, turning out to be a good way, you know, for these restaurants to connect with uh, kind of my fan base, people who follow me, but also just people around, you know, Instagram doing the reels and YouTube doing the reels, you know, I'm starting to do that stuff now more and more. And, you know, it starts, it spreads to people. And so, uh, you know, I started this out as something I said, Hey, I want to give it a shot. And now it's like, yeah, now I'm into it. And I'm kind of, I spend my, my time traveling and doing this and reaching out to restaurants and trying to take it to the next level. Man, the Elks even had that watch party on the field, and you were you were cooking up a storm there. So- yeah, no, that was no, that was actually James Wilder. That was his. Oh, wife's okay, birthday. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that no, that was Wilder's wife's birthday. Uh, and Victor, awesome. Victor has been really supportive of me, and he he's a great he's a great guy. And so he was. Uh, I was he. Uh, allowed us to use that kind of area. He allowed me to come oh, cool. grill and cook in there. And so, yeah, and he's also, he's going to be, you know, be on the lookout. He'll be on an upcoming episode as well. Nice. On my show. So, yeah, you know, trying to uh, just following all my passions and putting them together. And it's fun. Is there a type of cuisine that you gravitate towards, uh, like a Mexican, an Italian, a Thai, or all of the above sort of thing? I'm a all of you. I'm a all of above guy, but um, I just I don't know barbecue, barbecue, sushi, and seafood have been like surf and turf. <laughs> yeah, like every like you go to a new city, like you know, but. Toronto, I've done, you know, done barbecue, Hendrix. I'm going to do some stuff with Hendrix Steakhouse out there. Done a barbecue in Boston, barbecue in New Orleans, barbecue in Edmonton a few times. So I think that's a that's a big one, uh, you know. But I think those are also the people who, like, if you even if you look when you putting out content, when I put out barbecue content, people are looking for it. Oh, and I think it's the the impressive nature of like when you see a rack of ribs or you see a hunk of brisket, like when you see that on social media, like yeah, I can yeah. feel like I'm salivating yeah. right now and that stuff translates so well. Do you have a style of barbecue? Because, you know, I've started to play a little bit and, you know, you look at the Texas and really all they do is salt and pepper, but then some other places they really dig yeah. into the sauces and things like that. So it's definitely like uh it's it's depends on what I'm doing with the final product. Like if I'm just eating the steak, uh if I'm just eating a steak, all right, yeah, I'll I'll probably salt and pepper, maybe a little Montreal steak, which has a little peppercorn, a little mm-hmm. bit more, but it's not too much. But if you know like boom, like I'm doing the beef brisket grilled cheese or something like that, I'm gonna season that because you know, that's going through a couple processes. Yeah. Want it to clash with the cheese and the garlic flavors that's going to be in there as well. And you want that barbecue saucy flavor to really stick out. So, yeah, it just depends on what you're what you're going for. And and it, you just make the dish. You want to always make the dish flavorful and you want to always season. That's what I that's what I go for. 
It's funny because even working with the radio station, uh, every summer we would go to people's houses every second week and barbecue for 20 people. And one of the, the most challenging things is, is that you cook steak for 20 people. They want it done 20 different ways. <laughs> so the pressure sometimes is, it, you could feel some, some pressure. So how do you apply your football self to your cooking self? I think I will say, I think people uh, in Alberta, though, most people eat a medium steak and they want pink. Yeah, it's when yeah. you start leaving Alberta, it gets tough. It gets oh. tough. Yeah. They, 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 like, oh, like, I've, like, Toronto, you got people who want well done steaks. No pink. I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh, no pink. What are, you, what are you talking about there? So it's like things like that. But it's, uh, you know, it's always fun to get opportunity to cook for something. Of course. Of course. Now, I am planning a trip to Philadelphia in 2024. Okay. And I am guessing that there are some Philly cheesesteak places that that maybe don't get the love that they should. So yeah. give me some suggestions of where I should go so in you Philly. Definitely, you definitely got to do go up to, you know, the East Falls area. It's by where uh, I went to high school, my private school, the William Penn Charter School. Go over there to the East Falls area, and you're going to go right across the street from each other. You got Delisandro's and Chubby's. Now, Delisandro's, even during COVID, wasn't taking phone orders. You had to come and line up, and the lineup was around the block. You had to come line up. You couldn't come inside. Yeah. You're standing outside, you order here, you pick up here, you outside the whole time, and it was still around the block. People wow. waiting an hour for <laughs> for, for a steak sandwich. So you got Delisandro's, who's like classic Philly, and then yeah. you got Chubby's, Chubby's, who's good. And, you know, I went, me being a high schooler, I used to, Delisandro's doesn't do fries. So we used to go to Chubby's just for fries. And oh, I would, wow. yeah. And what I would do, what we would do was we'd go to Delisandro's, split the sandwich, and then go to Chubby, split the sandwich, and get the curly fries. So maybe that's you smart. Do, you can do the same thing. You got somebody with you and get you a fruit punch on the side. They got good fruit punch. And I would say that was that was the key to me getting big and strong in high school. <laughs> so you could go if you had your lunch money or whatever, you could go there every day if you wanted at so lunch after, or probably after once school. I, once I was a junior, we once I was a junior, you were allowed off privilege to drive. Right. So yeah, so yeah, you go drive right over there, get that good cheese steak. I probably we would go mostly on Fridays, you know. Yeah. And, you know, that was Fridays, too. Hopefully you didn't have to come back for school. Try to make sure the schedule. Ah, I don't got nothing in the afternoon. 
Man, yeah, this I, I'm gonna have to revisit this. So yeah, yeah. WrestleMania 40 is gonna be in Philly, so okay. that's why I'm uh, I'm All planning right. that trip to go to uh, Philadelphia, PA. Now uh, the Grey Cup coming up in Regina. You told me that maybe you want to go there and do some uh, yeah. cook, cooking as well. Like now, people look at Regina and they say, ah, there's nothing going on there, but so there's I some good do. food joints there. So I actually already did one episode there. Nice. Last year, uh, did the Berea tacos out there. Man, that, that was good. Authentic. Only authentic Mexican in Regina. Wow. Right there down the street from the stadium. I went there on the bye week and shot some uh, shot with them. So definitely uh, food there. And, you know, always – and for me, too, that's why, again, I say it's like a fan, fan interaction thing, too, like – you saw I uh, I'll be releasing this week. Me, I called it. I called it. Uh, we called it the Legends episode. Me, Manny, and Matt O'Donnell went to O twos, and you know we 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 kicked off the start of NFL of the NFL season. Nice, so, nice. First NFL Sunday. Got some food. I cooked up some food for the guys. We'll we'll have you. Hopefully, you guys tune in to see what we cooked up, and yeah, had some fun. So. Yeah, sometimes it's about the atmosphere. So really hoping that I could get something done with the CFL or TSN, uh, kind of have some guys sit down with me and uh, cook some food uh, with the Grey Cup, you know, and uh, get some uh, inside look uh, to that kind of week. I think it's pretty cool because I have uh, – I've been on both sides. So I've seen the uh, – I've seen the Super Bowl side and I've seen the Grey Cup side. So – uh, and, you know, being in both of those kind of media weeks and stuff, it, 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 I think it would be a good addition to that. So, well, we'll as a player, how do you uh, how do you compare those two weeks? Like, I, I feel like it would be perfect for the Grey Cup. I mean, Matt Dunnigan's a big barbecue guy himself. I mean, yeah, so, yeah I've seen he's done a couple of things. You know, uh, I did the barbecue thing with uh, – I think it was Sobeys uh, in Red Deer. So, yeah, that would be fun, you know, put a couple of steaks, grill, grill guys with a couple of questions. Uh, definitely, definitely something I'm interested in. I know there's uh, other competitions that fans hold outside, maybe some fan tailgates too. So it would be just cool. Uh, this is something I'm really just trying to bring to the CFL and, you know, start really – getting fans engaged, you know, uh, it's a cool league. I think, uh, it's a, it's a, it was a great opportunity that I took five years ago and I'm happy I did and kind of just want to start showcasing it because a lot of people from home are always curious. You know, I put a video up today of my summer of food. This is the first summer yeah. I really went on an, a food adventure and, you know, people were like, wow, you like, I'm cooking at a lot of places. I'm like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I kind of am. And so it's people are following along, you know, 10 gaining 10,000 people in a few months just wow. from cooking food and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, just trying to keep it going. I want to ask you now, this episode is going to be released just after Canadian Thanksgiving. How would you compare Canadian Thanksgiving versus uh, Thanksgiving at home? Because it, it seems like 
I mean, we love our turkey and stuffing and all that kinds of things. And, and I have a Ukrainian background, so some people might look at my Thanksgiving yeah. plate and be like, what are the pierogies and cabbage rolls? What's going yeah. on there? So that's what I was going to say. Canadian Thanksgiving, uh, I like, so I do both now. But nice. <laughs> I, I like, I think of Canadian Thanksgiving, I don't like do the usual because I think of it, Canadian Thanksgiving is like a potluck. Because it, it and it like symbolizes like what Canada is like. Yeah. There, are, there are a lot of races of people in Canada I never would have interacted with at home, and a lot of it's just because they you wouldn't find that person in Philly or Pennsylvania, right? And so you find everybody here, and I think that's kind of what the uh, what the Thanksgiving symbolizes, you know. But like last year, I had we did have a turkey still, but I think we had brisket. I had some. I think we had some pork. Uh, I did like a seared pork along with the mac and cheese. We had Popeyes chicken and some (laughs) other like yeah, like we had a good little spread. And you know, I had I don't know I don't even I guess it's because of who was in my building, but you know like. Sir Vincent came, Moncrief was over, uh, you know, a couple other guys, everybody came, uh, came through and, you know, we just had a a good Thanksgiving and, you know, a lot of guys came through who I, you know, a lot of people have promised all season I would cook for them. (laughs) I finally cooked for them for the Thanksgiving, you know, so it's, uh, yeah, again, another way, you know, camaraderie, just, be tighter with guys, another memory, a football memory you share, you know? What's uh, Justin Renfro doing with leftover turkey? Uh, what would I do with leftover turkey? <laughs> hey, I, I I'm fine with throwing it on a bun with mayo and mustard and salt and pepper, but there's got to be something uh, more. <laughs> I would probably, yeah, I would probably create some type of uh, different way to use the turkey. Probably probably figure out some way to like stuff something with nice with the turkey and then caramelized onions probably put it in a pepper slice put it in a put it in a bell pepper put some peppers and onions and um and uh, maybe create a little mayo type uh sauce trying to do kind of do it italian grinder style but you're using a turkey Oh, yeah. This sounds real. You could do a lot of things with that leftover bird. So, uh, Instagram, where where do you want people to find you in all this mouth-watering content? Uh, Yeah, Instagram, j.renfro, so that's j.r.e.n.f.r.o.w. And then at the JR Network as well, so at the JR Network. And so that's where you'll see uh, the content and then go like and subscribe on the YouTube and, you know, uh, and then tag the CFL and tag TSN and videos that you like, tell them that you want to see the content. And that's, uh, yeah, that'll be around highlighting good food. And a big thing is no matter what city people are in, you know, if you go try something that you thought was banging, send me a DM. I check them pretty much, uh, on Twitter, I'm at Renfro Justin. I see tweets too, so I try to answer people. You know, I'm this week looking for 
top food trucks in Edmonton to try to nice. do some content with the food trucks to get them some content over the winter while it's a little tougher for them. So trying to do something like that. And, you know, people throughout Edmonton have reached out and uh, told me their different food trucks and the different places they've liked. So it's always cool to get the input of the people that are from here and from the different cities. So I'll be traveling this winter, so I'll be all over Canada. So I just want to throw a lot while I got you, I get a local recommendation. There's a place in Lacombe and Red Deer called Cilantro and Chive. Okay. And so yeah, I I've messed it. I've messed okay. it to, to get something going. Uh, hopefully I hope to do that episode and have uh Tanner green since he's from Lacombe. Yeah. I hope to have him as my guest on that one and, uh, you know, see what they're cooking out there. Yeah, I'm on it. I'm, I'm <laughs> on that one, yeah. Like, the, they they give you this Caesar, but on top of the Caesar, you can get, like, a burger that's <laughs> taller. Oh. It, yeah, it's good stuff okay, there. Yeah, yeah, good uh, stuff. Now, is, is this show going to be uh, your goal going forward or – Maybe you have a barbecue stand, a food truck in your future, or so what do you kind of? Right now, I wanna, I'm gonna focus hard on training this off season. Yeah. Come back, have one more good season, uh, wherever that might be, and then the goal is I really want to bring this show, kind of do commentating slash doing the cooking show with players, nice. kind of helping. Helping guys. Also, I feel like it's a way to help guys get into the new city they're in. You know, come interact with some people in a restaurant and things like that. Because most of the places I go to, we end up being friends with those people, you know, and they're telling you to come back. I just went to P.F. Chang's the other day. They're like, anytime, come back. Just give us just give us 30 minutes notice. And so, oh, wow. <laughs> you know, you just you just. You you do a good service to people and you treat people with respect and it goes a long way. So just trying to keep that up and put the CFL and the players in the CFL in a good light. And yeah, hope, um, we'll see what comes of that. Man, uh, I love this. Uh, everybody likes to meet over some good food. And if we've got yeah. some new players coming up north and get to feature them and the food at the same time, I, I think this yeah, is local awesome. Businesses, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I love this. What's cooking, Jr. Justin Renfro? Thanks for coming on the show to talk about this uh, this food. I I, I got to go eat some supper now, man. I <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you having me, and I think we'll we'll have to get you out soon. Get yeah. you on an episode when we cook. Yeah, yeah, I'll see you at cilantro and chive, man. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Sounds good. Have we'll a great day. Dinner. All right, thank you. Thanks again to Justin Renfro for coming on the show and making us all hungry. I'm looking forward to new episodes coming down the pipe of What's Cooking JR. Check it out on YouTube and Instagram. I know we got to get a good community of CFL fans going, and then, hey, maybe we can all get together and have some good eats sometime soon. This episode of Tune Out is brought to you by Park Power. I hate to say it, but winter's coming. Okay, <laughs> you kind of want to make sure you're going to get the best rates possible. Park Power is your friendly local utilities provider in Alberta. They offer internet, electricity, and natural gas with low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. 
So as energy usage will be increasing in the near future, maybe take a look at your utility bill and make sure you can be on the best plan possible. You have a choice to who to pay your utility bills to, and Park Power is happy to provide free, no obligations comparisons. If you decide to switch providers, it's easy, and you can feel good knowing you're supporting a local business and helping to give back to our communities with your utilities bills. You can learn more at parkpower.ca. I hope you enjoyed this episode of To and Out. Week 19 of the CFL season is on the horizon. We'll be back with the preview for the games coming up this weekend on Thursday. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.